This morning, I want to take you to the Christmas story found in Luke chapter 2. So Luke chapter 2 records what happens on Christmas. And Luke chapter 2 verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, as you would be if an angel showed up. It says, it says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. I want you just to take note of that. I, will, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in st- snugly. Snugly in strips of cloth lying in the manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, well, what a sight that would be, by the way. The armies of heaven singing together, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I just quickly want to take you to the message that the angel delivered. He says, hey, I bring to you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Good news that will bring great joy to all people. Not just to the shepherds in the field, not just to the Jews and the people of that day, not just to a select few or a particular culture or a certain demographic, but get this, to all people. To all people, good news and great joy. That's got to be the message of Christmas, isn't it? Good news and great joy for everyone. You know, how many here like like Santa? Any anybody fans of Santa? They say men go through three stages in life. The first stage is they believe in Santa. Uh, The second stage is they don't believe in Santa. The third stage is they become Santa. They actually become Santa. Yeah, many people have got different opinions about Santa. Uh, in fact, this well preaches the gospel of Santa. And the gospel of Santa goes like this. If you're on the good list and it's conditioned according to your behavior during the year, whether you're naughty or nice, uh, you get gifts. Gifts. It's definitely not good news that brings great joy to all people. Uh, see, there's a big difference between... Santa and our Savior. And in a lot of places, we have sanitized or sanitized uh, Christmas. It's just sanitized. We've washed our hands because we don't want to catch the real disease of Christmas. We don't want any of those Jesus germs. Those Jesus germs there. It's like, yeah, God, yeah, I don't know. You know, let's just focus on Santa as much nicer. And in fact, in a lot of places, we sing Christmas songs, and people will tell you, you need to get in the Christmas spirit. But it's amazing how many people say, we need to get in the Christmas spirit, but none of the songs are about our Savior or anything to do with Jesus. They're great songs, but they're about sleighs and snow and mistletoe. You know, I know a lot of people, some people, especially the single people, are looking for mistletoe. Mistletoe this Christmas. Uh, But Christmas has got to be all about Jesus because the ultimate present is is his presence. And just quickly this morning, I want to contrast between uh, our Savior and Santa. I want us to see the difference because there's a big difference between the two. 
and uh, we're going to look at this. So the, the first thought is, number one, is Santa's presents are based on our behavior. Our saviors are not. Uh, most of us, if the truth be known, uh, we give gifts like Santa does. If you're nice to me, if I like you, if I think you deserve it, I'll buy you a present. You know, it depends whether you've been naughty or nice. If you've been bad to me, if you criticize me, if you backstab me, if you've wrote on my page something nasty on social media, you know, I, I, it's likely I'm not going to buy you a gift. You know, and we relate to people based on whether they're naughty or nice. Around this time, I know a lot of people uh, get frustrated with the traffic uh, during lockdown. How many enjoyed the traffic if you're around? But the traffic's, you know, upscaled. Everybody's going out, going to the malls, and there's a little bit of road rage going on. I heard uh, actually in the UK that it took three hours to get out of a car park building. Uh, I'm sure that there was a lot of signals going on telling people, you're the one, you're the one, you know, those types of signals. And uh, people weren't lavishing each other with kindness. And and when it comes to Santa, you know, the presents are based on on whether somebody's been naughty or nice. Jesus's presents are different because they are based on grace. That's why it's good news that brings great joy to everyone. Because in God's economy, good is, our good is not good enough. In fact, only God is God enough. That's why we've got to remind ourselves in Romans 3, 23, it says, For everyone has sinned, and we've all fallen short of God's standard. God's standard is goodness, and, and we don't measure up. But there's good news that can bring great joy to everyone. See, the reality is we all fall short. So there's not one person say, well, I'm good enough, I'm all good. I get... No, we don't relate to God on the basis of how good we are, but how good He is. Santa's cool, but the ultimate present is His presence, is knowing Him. Which brings me to the second thought, is when it comes to Santa, Santa's presence is limited, but our Savior's presence is unlimited. Uh, get this, Santa is based in the North Pole, lives with a whole lot of elves, and only shows up once a year. One day in 364, 365 if it's a leap year. He's not around that much. You know, during the, the dramas and the hard times of this year, I wonder how many of us got a call from Santa. Yeah, you know, lockdown, I'm struggling here. Santa, no, Santa didn't get on the phone. You know, during, during this time. But you can be assured when it comes to Jesus, the Bible says He's our ever-present help in our time of trouble. He's present. If we, can, if we call upon Him, we can know His presence. And what we celebrate at Christmas time is Emmanuel, God with us. In fact, Jesus, His name means God saves. God saves. I, I love the fact that our God is not a distant God. He's a near God. And and he's a relatable God. Uh, when politicians want to, to relate, they employ marketers and, 
and they employ an identification strategy. That's around why around election times, you'll see them going into factories, into places. They put on the hard hat so that they can relate with all their employees. And, and, and they'll do it as an illustration of identification. But they only do it for a moment. The moment you know, that's over, they take off the hard hat and they get back in their car and they do something different. But I love the fact that Jesus didn't settle for an illusion of identification. Uh, the Bible says he was tested, he was tried, and he was tempted just as you and I are, and he came out triumphant. You've got to understand, Jesus was born into chaos. Some of us, we've had a tough year, and there's chaos all around us, but our Savior is not unrelatable. He's not in the North Pole, distant from all the turmoil that's going on. He's present. And, and some of us right now, we're, we're in a relation, a relational, tricky environments. We're, we've got chaos going on. And, and Jesus un- understands. You know, you ever heard the phrase, oh, no one understands. No one understands. Well, there's two words that you need to add to that. No one understands except Jesus. Except Jesus. He understands. He knows what you're going through. Jesus spent the majority of his time working as a carpenter. Come on, some of you have had some hard times at work. You now I'm sure Jesus faced those things. And, and, and some of us are going, oh, nobody understands. Just add those two words. Except Jesus. Jesus understands. Come on, you may be in a place where you're depressed. You've got issues, anger issues. Jesus understands them. You can take some of the cares, some of the worries that you're facing right now, and you can cast them on him because he understands and wants to bring answers to that chaos. Come on, we don't serve a North Pole Savior. He's our ever-present help in a time of trouble. Which brings me to the third thought, is when it comes to Santa, Santa's presents are what we want. Our Savior's presents are what we need. So often we want what we don't need. Some of the things that are on your your present list, come on, let's, let's face it, you don't really need them. You want them. Uh, we want, uh, so, so we want what we don't need, and we need what we don't want. As a kid, as a kid, I didn't want discipline. I didn't want it. Nobody wanted discipline, but how many know I needed it? I, I, I want to say, you need a Savior. You, you need a Savior. Now, now, just imagine if you got it. If you got it, you know, you got that thing you've been searching online for, for a long time, you know, it's like, it's top of your, your history, you go to it, man, if I just had it, you know, it can be a gadget, it can be a dress, it can be a car, it can be a phone, it's what you dream about, it's what you search for, but how many know once you get it, it may not actually be it, and then after you have it, after you got it, you know, the thing that you thought you always wanted, it ceases to remain that. It, remain, it ceases to remain it. You know, it can be even a certain salary or a position, a job. It can be driving a certain car or living in a certain neighborhood. But I want to say it isn't it. It's cool if you got it, but it isn't it. It isn't it. It will lose its shine. It will have parts that break. It will lose its appeal. I want to say 
it really, if you want to know what you're searching for, it is a person that, that brings about his presence, and it's the only thing that can satisfy your life. Kind of this Christmas, don't, let's not buy into the illusion that if, if I got it, if I, if I won lots, it would be it. It would solve all my issues. No, what you really need is you need a Savior. You need a Savior. He's the only one who can satisfy the longing of your heart. And while Santa's presents are cool, they're not it. Jesus is what we're really looking for. Which brings me to the fourth one is Santa's presence uh, under the tree, but Christ's presence was on a tree. I'm happy about Santa. You know, I'm not dissing him, but he's not our savior. Yeah, you know, he has presence that are cool, but, but come on, Christ's gift, it's indescribable. We get something that we don't deserve. Let's, let's go. Romans chapter 6, 23. For the wages of sin, we've all sinned. Each and every one of us, we've all got this issue. We've got this leaning. The wages of sin is death. And that word death simply means separation. So while we don't physically die when we sin, what happens is when we sin is we are separated from our life purpose that only can be found in God. To physically die means to be separated from your physical body. But to spiritually die means to be separated from how you were designed to be. Separated from God. It says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Through. So it's through Christ Jesus our Lord that we experience the life that God's ordained for us for the, from the beginning of time. See, our sin created the gap, but Jesus bridged that gap. And we're separate from God simply because of our behavior. Our good is not good enough. That's why Jesus had to come. And Jesus lived a sinless life. He was tried, he was tested, he was tempted. But again, he came out triumphant. And what he does is he offers us a gift. And the gift is to bridge the gap of separation. It's between us and God. See, this gift demands a response. Either we're going to accept it or we're not. How many know a gift often reflects the personality of the giver? And and we're praying it meets the deepest need of the recipient. Uh, When we receive the gift of salvation, it's it's so awesome. It's it's not just a one-off thing. Uh, The gift of salvation uh, means that that God... Well, what Jesus does, God imputes his righteousness to us. So what that simply means is that when God looks at us, he doesn't look at our failings. He doesn't look at our misgivings. He looks at Jesus and he looks at us through the righteousness of his son. Some of us, we can't get over our misgivings. We can't get over our mistakes. But I've got good news that should bring great joy to everyone today is when you receive Jesus into your heart, Jesus is looking at his son when he looks at you and he sees somebody who's perfect. You are now the righteousness of Christ. Uh, Yeah, the gap created 
was created by our behavior, but God's gift is not dependent on whether you're naughty or nice. That's why the angel was able to boldly declare, this is good news that will bring great joy, not to those who are just really goody two-shoes. It will bring good news, it will bring good news of great joy to everyone. Uh, Some of us right now, we've never asked Christ into our life, or we don't know what it is to have a personal living relationship with Jesus. If you want to get in the Christmas spirit... It's not about snow and sleigh bells. Yeah, they're, they're all cool, but we live in the southern hemisphere. You know, there's no songs about barbecues and beaches. You know, it's like, yeah, that may be romantic and, and nice, but the true spirit of Christmas is found in receiving the gift of Christ. Let's make Christ big in our Christmas. Let's not focus on just the Santa. Yeah, Santa's cool. He's cool, but he's not our savior. And as we focus on Him, I believe it's then and there we begin to experience what Christmas is all about. Christmas shouldn't be about just a few days in December. In fact, the spirit of Christmas needs to be outworked as we saw on that video just before each and every day that we're alive. The good news is you can know Jesus, not just know about Him. You can know Him in a personal, in a living way if you just invite him into your life. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back, and I want everybody to stand to their feet. Because the best way that we can go into Christmas is being aware of his presence. Some of us are aware of what we need to do between now and the 25th. A lot of us are aware of what's happening in the world. A lot of us are aware of the, the issues that there might be in our relational world. But right now, I just want you to close your eyes. Because whatever storm you're in, it's important you never lose your awareness of Jesus. Because it's in your awareness of Jesus, it's there you find peace in the storm. These things that you and I can't do. And that's why we need a Savior. And come on, wherever there is a temptation to be anxious or worried, I want you just to make yourself aware, aware of His presence. God, let's not neglect for those who know Jesus. Not, let's not neglect this, this great gift we've been given. It's the greatest gift that anyone can ever receive. The writer of Hebrews says, let's not neglect this great salvation. For some, you've been walking with God for some time and you've had many Christmases aware of His presence, but you've became, become familiar Let's never ever get familiar with what Jesus accomplished when He came to earth. Born in a mage, miracle conception, lived a sinless life, died a horrible death on the, on the cross. He died 
taking yours in my place, the wages of sin is death, but he did it so that we might know eternal life. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for Jesus. He gave us this indescribable gift. A gift isn't earned, it's received. And just where you are right now, maybe eyes closed, hands lifted. I want you to say, I receive your grace. I receive, I receive your power. Come on, whatever you need is a gift on offer that we receive. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, you're making Jesus known to hearts and lives in this place. Let Jesus' presence, let your presence be felt. Lord, in every place we gather. Lord, let this be a time where you're made real to every heart and every life. Lord, I pray you bring answers. I pray you bring hope. Lord, I pray you bring great joy and great celebration. Lord, I pray there'd be reconciliation not only to you, but reconciliation with one another. Lord, we ask you to move miraculously in this Christmas season. Move in our families, move among our friend group. Do what only you can do by your Spirit, we pray. Holy Spirit, Release, even right now, the awareness and the presence and the power of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus.